Bulletin, the government on track to deliver on voice to parliament referendum in less than two weeks. Debate over the Albanese government's signature climate policy begins in the federal parliament. And the Victorian government will take active steps to ban the Nazi salute after a demonstration by neo-Nazis. The federal government says the bill which will pave the way for an indigenous voice to parliament will be introduced in the next two weeks. The constitutional alteration bill contains the words that are to amend the constitution and the referendum question that will be put before the Australian people later this year. The referendum working group met in Adelaide on Friday and is still finalising its crucial advice to cabinet. Indigenous Affairs Minister Linda Bunny says the work is on schedule. We are on track to get this thing done. And get it done, we will. We'll finalise the question and the amendments for the Australian Constitution. And you will all know those, uh, those words in a very short period of time. The Northern Territory's Labour government has claimed a victory in a by-election in the top-end seat of Arafura. Labour's candidate Manuel Brown has retained the seat for his party over country Liberal Party rival Leslie Tongatalam. The electorate includes the Tiwi Islands, Arnhem Land and Kakadu National Park. The ANT's Chief Minister Natasha Files declared the victory two hours after polls had closed with the result leaving Labour's majority unchanged. Debate over the Albanese government's signature climate policy has begun in the federal parliament with Greens and independent voices calling into question the proposal's effectiveness. The changes to the safeguard mechanism will attempt to put an emission cap on major polluters aiming to reduce emissions by 205 million tonnes by 2030. The Labour government will need the support of the Greens and at least two other votes in the Senate to pass the bill. Critics of the bill have highlighted that polluters who exceed the emissions cap can choose to keep polluting and offset those effects elsewhere. Farmers for Climate Action have raised concerns that big polluters could buy up vast amounts of valuable farmland to grow trees for greenhouse gas offsetting and put a number of family farmers out of business. Independent MP for Indi, Helen Haynes, has said the government needs to listen to the agricultural industry. I call on my fellow members to think practically about how offsetting will work, to think practically about how it will impact our agricultural sector, a sector that feeds and clothes for us and cares for our beautiful natural landscapes. Agriculture is a foundational industry that enriches our nations. Let's not set up our farmers for failure. Let's listen to their calls for support to navigate the risks and gain the opportunities in the carbon market. The Swiss government has announced the takeover of banking giant Credit Suisse by Swiss rival bank Union de Banque Suisse, UBS. The Swiss president made the announcement this morning saying recent market volatility made it no longer possible to restore the necessary confidence in Credit Suisse. The deal is reported to be valued at $4.8 billion, supported by a liquidity line from the Swiss National Bank to Credit Suisse of around $160 billion. Officials were 
racing to rescue the 167-year-old bank among the world's largest wealth managers following the second and third largest U.S. bank failures in history. The Swiss Finance Minister Kain Keller-Suter said the takeover has successfully avoided irreparable economic turmoil. The bankruptcy of a global systematically important bank would have caused irreparable economic turmoil in Switzerland and throughout the world. For this reason, Switzerland had to take the responsibilities beyond its own borders. These efforts have paid off. The Federal Council is convinced that UBS takeover of Credit Suisse has laid the foundations for greater stability both in Switzerland and internationally. A new report shows homelessness has risen by 22% in Queensland over the past five years. This increase is almost triple the national average with an 8% rise recorded across the country. The report from Queensland Council of Social Services and the Town of Nowhere campaign also shows a more severe 29% rise in homelessness in regional areas over just four years. Their research predicts that 220,000 households in the state will not have affordable housing within 20 years, putting more pressure on public housing options. Currently, over 46,000 Queenslanders are in public housing wait lists. Federal Melbourne MP Josh Burns says a UK anti-trans campaigner should not be allowed back into Australia after a rally she organised in Melbourne on Saturday attracted neo-Nazis. Controversial activist Kelly J. King held her Let Women Speak rally on Saturday outside the Victorian Parliament. The rally attracted a demonstration of 30 men from the neo-Nazi National Socialist Movement. Labour MP John ba- Josh Burns told ABC Radio National that Keane should not be allowed back into Australia due to the display. Given the scenes that have unfolded in Melbourne and given the, the damage and the hate that has been portrayed publicly, that, uh, that real question marks should be uh, put as to whether she should ever be allowed back in Australia. Okay. A speeding bus ran off a major expressway in central Bangladesh and fell into a ditch, killing at least 19 people and injuring dozens. A police spokesperson said the death toll could still rise as some of the injured passengers remain in critical condition. The bus carrying more than 40 passengers fell about 9 metres into a roadside ditch after breaking through the railing of the newly built Padma River Bridge Expressway. Police Superintendent Masood Alam says they are still determining the reason for the crash. We haven't identified the exact reason for the accident. We suspect that a wheel might have burst or it was speeding, or the vehicle might have had mechanical issues. We will be able to inform on this after we investigate in coordination with the highway authority. Adelaide Women's and Children's Hospital has apologised for faulty cochlear implants given to a quarter of the children in its program, which are likely to cause lifelong development problems. 30 children were affected by the medical negligence, with the cause of the problems still unclear nearly a year after the hospital was alerted to the issue. The Women's and Children's Hospital Network said the internal review of the incidents had been underway since May of last year but was months from completion with no clear explanation. South Australia opposition leader David Spears is calling on the Manly Nosca 
Malinowska's Labour government to urgently launch an independent review into the malpractice, urging the state leadership should not sweep our failings under the carpet. And in sport, Matilda's captain, Sam Kerr, looks set to appear in a third successive Women's FA Cup final after Chelsea won 3-1 against Reading in the quarterfinals. The Australian striker, who has scored twice in each of the last two FA Cup finals, spent the afternoon on the bench after Chelsea took a two-goal lead before the half-hour. England's Jess Carter, Norwegian duo Maren Yelde and Guru Rayton struck, struck for Chelsea before then Sun Trollsgaard scored a, cons- a consolation for the hosts. The semi-final draw will be made tomorrow. Now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome mostly sunny 33, Perth sunny 36, Adelaide mostly sunny 26, Melbourne partly cloudy 23, Hobart cloudy 17, Albury Wodonga cloudy 28, Canberra also cloudy 25, Wollongong showers 23, Sydney a shower to wind windy 26 degrees, Newcastle a shower to developing windy as well 28 degrees, Brisbane mostly sunny 32, Townsville mostly cloudy 31, Keynes showers 31, Alice Springs sunny 37, Darwin mostly sunny 33, and the Torres Strait Islands a partly cloudy day and a top of 31 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.